Hey, everybody. This is our monthly edition of Think Global, where the world is our home, strangers are friends, and friends are family. This is Tim Davis, your host, and I'm sitting here with John. John, how you doing, buddy? I'm great. It's good to be back. It is good to be back. And we have somebody new in our studio today, our production manager, Kayla Herbert. Good to have Kayla with us as well. Welcome back, Kayla. First day back on the job and you're already in the podcast studio. Which is fantastic. It's I mean, awesome. She owns it, man. Yeah. She owns this. We anyway. Should, we should tell everybody, Kayla had a baby a few months ago and has been on maternity leave. Yes. And now that she's back, yeah. here she is. Yeah, it's a family of four now. So anyway, All right, let's jump in. Kayla, good to have you back. Anyway, let's go. What's, uh, what's What are we been doing, John? Well, I think we should recap the last three episodes first because we're going right. to finish up today the series that we've been doing on uh, life principles. Yep. And uh, so we want to quickly go through the last three. Um, if you remember a few episodes ago, we talked about the small things matter. That's and, right. And that was, give us quick one yeah. sentence synopsis. You know, the big idea was uh, some of the greatest people in the world had to learn how to tie their shoes, do it well. And the whole point was small things matter. Yeah. Like don't overlook the small things because they are absolutely important. Right. And then after that, the next month we looked at dignifying the table, yeah, which was just a, another way of saying honor people. There we it's go. A, it's a good way to honor people that those basic practices at a table can be carried into all of life in just yep. honoring people. Yep. And then last month we talked about walking with intention, right? Which Kayla just told us she listened to that yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So what was that one all about? Yeah. Basic point of that is we live with intentionality like life just doesn't accidentally happen we have to take it by the horns we have to be willing to uh, make good choices with uh, purpose intention um you know the, the we don't have the privilege of just wandering around aimlessly right um but rather life is to be lived intentionally right uh, so that we end with no regrets which yeah. is a big deal yeah and so a lot of that conversation was was around uh, well, it starts with the funny thing of like how you observe people in the office of yeah. like how they walk with purpose or walk with intention. Yes. And do they look like they have somewhere to go or are they just mindlessly aiming about the halls? That's right. But this month, yes. we're going to balance it all out yes. or balance that out with our topic today is taking the long road home. Which I'm very excited for. I love this one. I think it's going to be a great uh, time together as we talk about what it means yeah. to take the long road home. Yeah. So as we were discussing this in the last couple of days, you brought up a story of you and your wife, Lynn, right. early on in marriage. So yeah. maybe that's a good way to set this up is like tell that story and, yeah. and how that leads into this topic. All right. You know, uh, okay. I think the way it, it, it worked was um, we were young parents Life was crazy busy. I was working, felt maybe somewhat overworked. And I remember in a, a state of exhaustion, she was tired, I was tired. And, you know, with four sons, it, it just felt over the top. And I remember one of those uh, moments I said to, to Lynn, I said, you know what? I am so looking forward to one day when we've lived our lives and it's all but said and done, we're sitting on our front porch and we can look back and say, wow, look at the life we lived, look at the, the things we did, what we accomplished together. Um, and we're just looking backwards. And, and she kind of woke me up by saying, why in the world do you want to rush your life? Mm. Let's just enjoy the moment 
that we've been given right now. So it was sort of like this moment of like, yeah, I guess I don't want to rush life. Yeah, enjoy right where you are. And, That's exactly right. And uh, we're always eager to get to that next destination or that's that right. next thing on our agenda, whether that's next week or next year or next decade. Right. We're looking to that. And right. simil- similarly, my mom used to say to me, don't wish your life away. That's you know, right. I wish I could drive. I wish I was in college like my sister. I wish... This I would, and she married would say, or children or grandchildren, on. right? Yes, yes. And she would say, "Don't wish your life away." That's, that's kind right. of what Lynn was That's saying. the principle. Yeah, yes. So actually, it's funny where this conversation started. It's this exactly was right. A few months ago, yeah. Um, it's going to seem strange that this is how it started, but it's going to make sense when you tell the story. But right. um, you were just kind of in that normal phase of life where it was time for a, a new vehicle. You had driven the same vehicle for years and years and years, and it was time to trade it in, right? Get a new vehicle and. Anyway, I won't yep. steal the thunder. You tell the story of what happened and how All it right. led to this taking a long road home. All right. Here's here's the story. So simply it happened this way, uh, driving home one night, talking to Lynn, and I said, you know what? I got to trade this car in in the next year, two years, uh, because it's at that point where you got to do it. And, um, and she surprised me when she said, why don't you go ahead and do it now? Mm. And so... You know, at this stage of life, I began to think, like, what do I want to do? What do I want to purchase? Like, just another another, another car or whatever. Our boys got into the conversation. Our daughter-in-laws got into the conversation. Our grandchildren even got involved in this thing. <laughs> and at the end of the day, they were all, like, madly in favor of, Dad, go buy a Jeep. Like, you've done the practical thing all your life. Uh, the family, you know, minivans, things like that. Uh, go get a Jeep. And so I did it. I went out. Uh, within two weeks, I found the one I want. I purchased it, drove it home. And here's what I found, John. Like, man, I fell in love with that thing in a, in a good way. Sure. Um, it was enjoyable to drive. Um, it was something different than I'd ever experienced before. And what happened was, uh, naturally, uh, instead of driving on the highway at 80 miles an hour, going home, I began to take the long road home. Mm. It took me an extra 10 minutes, but it was in the countryside, farm fields, uh, the Colorado Rockies in the distance, uh, beautiful days, turning up the music, I'll admit it, turning up (laughs) the music, rolling down the windows, taking my time to get home. Mm. And then you and I talked about it. Yeah. A principle of life, not rushing the journey. Right. Uh, to the end, right? Uh, but rather taking time, right? And yeah, because there's um, a, a dangerous, I think, maybe even I'd say toxic part of our culture, and people re- refer to it as the hustle culture. Like, yes. do more, do it faster, do it better, more efficient, more, 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 more. Uh, the person with the busiest schedule at the end of life wins. That's what our culture tells us. Right. And um, in the last few months, you've observed actually quite the opposite. You've lived right. the opposite. We're going to get into a lot more of that later, but right. you've lived the opposite of that by taking the long road home, right. and it was yeah. pretty eye-opening. And it's been very uh, therapeutic. Yeah. Like, it's just refreshing. It's another look at life. Um, it's healthy. It's just taking your time to do something. So that's yeah. that's been really good for me. Yeah, good. And. Go ahead. Anyway, I was going to say, I've got a couple quotes that I think lend itself into this. It comes from uh, uh, Andy Rooney, mm. um, who was an award-winning journalist. Uh, he was a television writer. 
He had a part on 60 Minutes on CBS. Uh, he's, he's gone now, but he, one of his last episodes on 60 Minutes, he, he wrote this series of things called, uh, you know, what I've learned. I've learned this, I've learned this. And a couple of them I want to read because I think it helps us launch into just this quick discussion. Yeah. Uh, one of the things he said is, um, I've, I've learned that it's those small daily happenings that life or that make life so spectacular. It's those small daily happenings that make life so spectacular. And sometimes mm. we're in such a rush that we we don't even see those small daily happenings that mm. make life great and enjoyable and livable. Mm. Uh, when we're rushing through it, we don't see it. Another yeah. one he said is this. I've learned that I wish I could have told my dad that I love him one more time before he passed away. Mm. And, you know, often we wake up, uh, to the reality is uh, uh, of things we should have done when mm. it's too late, mm. and I think that's what his point was there. So it's just that that um, you know is a part of the principle we're talking about now. It's just like what does it mean to live life in balance, taking our time, not rushing it, taking the long road home. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, and you know some of the you, some of those takeaways from a guy like Andy Rooney, or just some of these thoughts we've been having of like. Just that the gift of a simple conversation, you know, with right. with no rush to right. it, you know. And I think I even was telling you recently, maybe I did this on another podcast, just yeah. talking about a, a slow meal with my wife or right. a slow meal with friends, where there's nowhere to be, and there's no rush. Right. Um, we need more of that. That's right. In our life, yeah. and um, you know, we, I think, I think we can talk about this. We were we were just at a uh, funeral for. Mm-hmm. Um, of a close friend's mom who had, mm-hmm. who had passed away. And um, it, it being at that really hit us. We talked right. about it later. It really hit us pretty right. heavy. And um, I don't know if you want to say anything about it, but I, I'll just say for me, like having conversations with her dad, who it was his wife who had passed. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it was it was clear that he would give anything for one more morning coffee, or I don't know right. if they drank coffee, but he, he talked about the mornings really being a right. hard time for him. And he would give anything for another slow moment with his wife. And it made right. me think about my own marriage of like making sure I savor these slow moments right. with my spouse because yeah. when they're gone, they're gone. And if I've right. rushed through life right. and, and, and did that whole walk with intention thing mm-hmm. to a, to a fault, mm-hmm. then I've missed out on so right. much. Yeah. So, and that's what I think that was, that was the point he made to us was that, that smile that had been so familiar, mm-hmm. the sparkle in the eye that lit him up in a, mm-hmm. in a very wonderful way. Um, those things now, those are the things that, um, he misses and, um, you can't go back and replace it. So, um, those are the things to truly enjoy. And I think, uh, that's a part of it. And I think we need to consider too, you mentioned it about slowing down in our conversations. Mm. We, we do tend to sometimes rush our conversations, Mm. um, because we're always in a hurry. Mm. There's, there's something to go to, something to take care of another TV show to watch (laughs) or, or whatever it is. And we tend to rush all of the valuable things in life that we do. And I think it's so a part of it is like identifying, you know, what's of value? What are the things that are important to us? And learning how to slow down around those values mm. so that we're value driven as individuals yeah. around those things that are important. Yeah. I, I wrote something down yesterday that you said. I don't know that you even know that you said it, but I found it pretty profound and I wrote it down that you said, uh, we choose the immediate gratification of efficiency and speed but we end up sacrificing the things that matter most. 
like people, moments, memories with people around us. Right. So that immediate gratification of efficiency and speed, that's like, oh, I, I got home today. I did everything on my to-do list. Right. I got through my whole calendar. I met with all these people. And you feel like, wow, I'm so efficient. I'm so fast. I'm so good. But you end up sacrificing mm-hmm. uh, the things that aren't immediately gratifying, right. but they matter. Right. You know what? As you're saying that, John, what what that reminds me of is almost that the things that that really matter the most are not things we normally put on our priority list, mm. right? Like mm-hmm. our to-do list. We got to take care of this. We got to take care of that. We got to mm-hmm. take care of that task. Um, and we we fail to actually prioritize what's really important in life. Mm. And I think that's the principle we were talking about yesterday. Yeah. So, all right. So this is uh, the Think Global podcast. Right. So we need to have a global connection to this. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, it's an easy global connection, it but is. I want to talk about that because uh, you've obviously traveled a ton. I've traveled a little bit. We've been in some crazy, cool, amazing places. But how does this um, act of slowing down and taking the long road home, so to say, um, apply on at a global scale. Right. Well, you know, like you and I have seen it and we've seen it in ourselves and that there's that rush to say, I already understand that culture mm. or I've got to figure it out immediately. I mean, cultures have been in existence for millennia mm. and we're going to figure it out <laughs> on one trip. Um, and, uh, we're going to read a quick, um, reader's digest version of culture. And we expect to understand the entire history of a place. Mm. Uh, but even in the friendships that we, we make, mm-hmm. um, you've, you've actually lived, uh, cross-culturally in mm. Beijing, China for yeah. five years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you've lived this out about when it comes to friendship and culture and language, uh, yeah. and the other, the other realities of living there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it takes time, right? That's the point we're trying to make is, uh, the friendships that I made that have lasted years, and a lot of these friendships I still maintain now, even though I don't live there, um, I would call them patient friendships. Because especially cross-culturally, it's difficult to just immediately click right. and and have this lifelong friendship with somebody. It it takes time. You have to understand them, understand their culture, uh, get through language barriers when they're, when they're there, and uh, the investment of that. Now, it's not immediately gratifying, as I was saying a minute ago, but the investment pays off because you have these great friendships over right. over the long haul. And right. Same with language learning. Uh, you don't land in a new country or a new culture and uh, suddenly just speak the language. It takes right. an investment of time and energy and right. even intentionality, as we mentioned last month. But, right. you know, it takes some intentionality, but it's a slow burn or a slow right. process. Yeah. There, are, there really are no shortcuts. No. To anything <laughs> of value. There's no shortcuts to those things that last, that matter. Yeah. Um, that really are important. There can't be any shortcuts. And I think uh, the true sign of a, a very rookie foreigner mm. is that they think they've got it all under control mm. immediately. And there's probably nothing more offensive to the person who lives there than a foreigner yeah. who, who acts like they own it all. Yeah. So I, that's the idea of, of taking the long road home, of, of making yourself comfortable, fitting into a place, understanding and learning patiently yeah. over time. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. If, if you were to ask either one of us, certainly me, what's your favorite place globally? We would probably list places that we've been to many, many times, and we've invested that energy of learning the people making friendships, learning the culture, right. knowing the food, all those things that come with it. Right. And now they become our favorite place right. because we've taken the long way right. of understanding them versus, oh, I went there once for three days and it's the coolest place in the world. Right. You know, right. we invested time and energy to understand it and that's what makes it our favorite. Right. 
Yeah. You know, as we begin to wrap this up, I mean, at the end of the day, um, wisdom literature says a lot about the brevity of life. Right. And the fact that life is a vapor. Yeah. Um, and how we live, what really matters is that we live in such a way that we understand an eternal perspective uh, to all of this and making the most of every day because like the grass in the morning that's covered with dew by the mm. by the time evening comes and the sun has parched it, it's withered and it's gone. And that's, yeah. that's life. And so there's this sense in which we have to... Um, we have to live every day to mm. the fullest uh, without rushing um, life. And so yeah. we go back to the beginning of, of what we're talking about, and that is, um, you know, sometimes we want to get to the end of something, and it's really um, the journey. Mm. And I think, uh, John, it, it, there's, there's a discussion that is very deserving at this moment, and that is we're coming out of a pandemic Hmm. where we've got a lot of freedoms and we yeah. chatted about that a little bit yesterday yeah i was as gonna well. i was gonna bring that up i didn't know if you were going to because i didn't want to end this without at least right. acknowledging um at least while we're recording this we're in the midst of a pandemic right. it feels like we're kind of coming out of it nobody knows what the future holds right um it's still very much a reality in our world today um but we've learned a lot in the last uh i, I keep saying year but it's been more than a year yeah. in the last 15 16 months of right. this pandemic and I don't want to move on past this pandemic and forget what we've learned. Right. And, um, you know, like, uh, I'll just say one thing, I'll, then I want to hear what you've learned and how you'd apply. But for me, I've had so many conversations, and I think a lot of people would agree, they've had similar conversations of people saying, you know, one positive thing out of this pandemic, if, if I can find a positive thing in the midst of all the difficulty of the last 15 months mm -hmm. is um, everybody says it's been so nice to slow down. Right. Um, and, and I, I'm listening to that and I'm thinking, what does that say about our culture? Mm -hmm. And I would say our culture was very sick. We were mm -hmm. sick running ourselves ragged, this rat race we were told that we had to be a part of. And then a pandemic hit and we right. immediately had to slow down and right. everybody has said, wow, yeah. I needed that. Right. Yeah. I mean, imagine this, that the pandemic, and there's a lot we don't like about it, right? but the pandemic revealed how unhealthy we were, yeah. which is kind of fascinating to me. It's almost this exactly. twist of reality that a bad situation has kind of made us more alive mm. because it has slowed us down. And so, yeah, for me, it's just like uh, taking a, a, a breath, you know, like relaxing, uh, being more healthy, reading more books, and seeing many more sunsets instead of flying and traveling somewhere uh, all the time. Yeah. It has been refreshing to me as well. And I, I, I'm going to quote a friend who said, it's like a reboot of life. Mm. We've been given this reboot to rethink and to recalibrate how we live because we were so busy doing so many things that life was uh, rolling by and we weren't able to stop and actually take the long road home yeah. and to really um, enjoy it. So it's, yeah. a, it's a thing of balance. Yeah. So if we've been given this gift of a reboot, like you just said, are we going to take that gift yeah. and accept it? Or are we going to just return to the pre-COVID life that we had of just, I'll just say craziness, like the crazy schedules, the, the rat race, if you will, the, the constant motion, or are we going to learn from that and, yeah. a, and change our lifestyle a little bit to be a bit more healthy? Right. Um, 
And that's what I've, I'm asking those questions rhetorically because I've been asking myself those right. questions. Conversations with friends, conversation with my wife. Even last night, my wife and I were having this conversation of like, wow, it feels like we're, we're inching back to our pre-COVID pace, right. pace of life, right. schedule. Um, I told somebody the other day, for the first time in over a year, I'm having to say no to people right. because my schedule's too full. Right. It's been over a year since I've had to say no. Right. I was like looking for somebody to say yes to. That's right. <laughs> yeah. um, but now I'm having to say no to things. And I just, I want to push against that. Right. I don't want to get back to where we were because we were unhealthy. We were right. sick. Yeah. And why would I return to that? That's right. Anyway, yeah. that's all for me. I want no, you to. No, no, <laughs> no, that's good. And that's, that's You've got exactly, my soapbox no, going. No, no, that's the perspective we need, I think, right now. It's just like rethinking what life is about because life mm. is very short and it's over uh, before we know it. So let's not rush it. Mm. Today is today. Let's live today um, for the day. Uh, and not rush along. Um, I'm going to go back to Andy um, Rooney one other time. Again, at the end of life, he writes this. He puts it all together. He says, I've learned that everyone wants to live on top of the mountain, but all the happiness and growth occurs while you're climbing it. Mm. I think that's good. Mm. We all want to get to the top of the mountain, Mm. and maybe that's the end of life or rushing the day or whatever it is or getting to the weekend, but the real growth Real happiness is found when we're climbing the mountains. So that's a that's a great perspective for us to end with today. I think it's a, a worthy um, a conversation to have. What does it mean in our lives, wherever we live, to take the long road home? And we hope uh, I jo- uh, John joins me, but we hope you guys are figuring that out, uh, that you're learning what it means to take the long road home because it makes a difference in our lives. All right. This is Think Global, uh, where the world is our home, strangers are friends, and friends are family. We will talk to you again next month. Until then, all the best.